Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today we're doing a pedophile segment today. We're adding another file into the disgusting, disturbing file cabinet. Yes. And, uh, I know I haven't done a lot of these in a very long time. Like, I haven't, haven't done one in a long time. And it's just because it has it's a lot of work um, to do. Uh, I'm very surprised that I got all of this information in one day um, for this one. But it usually takes a while for me to write everything down and make sure that I've got everything right and all of that stuff. But I got it. So let's go. Not to mention that it does kind of take a lot of mentality, like a lot of mental strain for me to, to give out all this information in order to inform my viewers and to kind of like keep them alert about this issue. Because um, I, I do go in depth and sometimes I get emotionally invested in like, oh, why would someone do something like this to a child and all of this stuff? I feel like everybody would feel that way, especially if you want to stand up for children. Children shouldn't be mistreated. And so, um, I know the last one... What was it? Josh? Somebody? Josh Duggar? <laughs> the Josh Duggar one kind of took the cake for me emotionally because it just, it just hurt so bad that he would hurt so many children and that he would... He would possess child porn like that. I just, I, it's, it's sickening to me. But I do it because I want to inform my viewers and I want to show you that this isn't the right way to be a human being. It, it's not a good thing. And um, I think a lot of people know that. I know the majority of people know that being a pedophile is something that should not be a thing in our world. So, but yeah. Today we're going to be talking about Jared Fogle. And if you guys don't know who Jared Fogle is, God bless you. I'm so glad that you are not informed about this man. And I'm sorry for giving you the information of this dude. But, um, he is also known as Jared the Subway Guy. So, we're gonna, we're gonna get into his story. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links will be down in the description below on how to contact me. My Instagram, YouTube, my email, and Twitter are all down in that link. So, hey, come and contact me if you want to say hi. Okay, we have a lot to pack in today. Um, the person that I got this from, it's a YouTube channel called Vintage Vince, I think? Vince Vintage, I'm sorry. And he did a, an incredible job of gathering the information and giving it out to the public, that way they could stay informed. So, uh, shout out to him. Um, I always do my best to shout out my sources, and I 
had a lot to write down from his, um, I think it was a, what was it, a 22 minute video that he made, and it starts from the beginning all the way to the end, and I just want to thank him for that. Um, I also got some information from an article from People Magazine. Um, I know that's probably not the best resource, but um, yeah, just gonna cite my source. It could be true, it could not be true. Um, like I always say, information that I give out is up for you guys to believe whether or not it's true. So, here we go. So, as I said, Jared Fogel was the subway guy. He was a spokesperson for Subway for a very long time. And uh, Jared Fogel is the man that put Subway on the map. He was shown in commercials with his giant pants to show how much weight he had lost by eating Subway. Jared Fogel was born in Indianapolis, Indiana in 1977. He loved video games and eating. And by the time he entered Indiana University, he weighed over 425 pounds, drank 15 cans of soda, and consumed countless calories that couldn't, and he couldn't even walk around on campus. Jared made a New Year's resolution and started eating Subway because it was about a few steps from campus, so he would always go there. Um, exercise, and within 11 months, he lost 245 pounds. Um, this gained a lot of attention, and his friend got him on the front page of the newspaper. Men's Health got a hold of his story, and then the Jared diet became a thing. Subway was uh, struck a deal with Jared. They were going to pay him $1.1 million a year to be the celeb endorser for Subway. Uh, the uh, He started out with an ad campaign about his weight loss journey and his commercial showed in early 2000, showing him as the everyday Joe just trying to live healthy and hold, and he would hold up his size 60 pants. During this time when he was filming commercials, he wrote an autobiography and a children's book, which Honestly, I find very disgusting. Um, just, we haven't even gotten to that point yet, but um, became a public speaker, getting tens of thousands of dollars per event he appeared in. Jared Fogel became a multi-millionaire before he turned 25. He was everywhere. Jimmy Fallon played him on SNL. Um, he was the main character or one of the main focus characters on South Park at the time, and he carried the Olympic torch in Indiana, through Indiana. He married a pediatric nurse, and then things started to come to light. Uh, the Jared diet was just a thousand calorie day diet. Basically, he was starving himself. Um, Subway had to do some damage control by saying that they didn't endorse the Jared diet because he was just eating two six-inch subs a day, skipping breakfast and working out. <laughs> they had to put disclaimers on every commercial saying to contact your doctor before going on the diet. He tripled Subway's yearly revenue from $3.1 billion to $11.4 billion, and Subway even saying Jared is woven into the fabric of the brand and is an essential part of the family. 
Jared wanted to give back to the community, and so he started a foundation to fight childhood obesity, where they would go into schools and educate children on eating Subway, not eating healthy. <laughs> uh, I believe that he was just endorsing Subway, and I feel like he was just endorsing himself, um, because if it's a 1,000-calorie-day diet, it's not a good diet for children to be on, um, especially since... Children, they go through growth spurts and they, they need healthy food. They need food a lot. They get hungry a lot more than adults do, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, teaching kids, like, how healthy Subway is and you should eat Subway. <laughs> um, he traveled to hundreds of elementary schools a year to teach them about healthy lifestyles, appeared on Oprah, the Today Show, and the Super Bowl preaching um, his subway doctrine. Um, he was, and this was an image enhancement for Jared, nothing more, and he raked in $650,000 from 2008 to 2013. Only 145000 of that was donated to fight obesity, and it was, they paid more money to the director than the cause. This foundation gave Jared access to children, and he was on top of the world, and he was a millionaire. Jared started having affairs outside of his marriage, a woman named Rochelle, and they would go on romantic trips together, subway store owners and his fans uh, that he would engage with were all part of his affair, and uh, in 2007, the economy crashed and recession happened and the subway started thinking about or thinking that Jared was getting played out like okay bro your commercial thing it's just starting to play I think it just started to get it like more and more expensive for them to spend money on making these commercials and so they um, decided like hey you can go on this the touring circuit still but your commercials are scrapped, bro. Like, we can't do any more of those. Jared's wife filed uh, for, or fled the marriage, I'm sorry, fled the marriage after five years and filed a restraining order against him saying his, uh, or saying he was very controlling and had a mean streak. She said that the marriage was irretrievably broken. And with that, I think you guys deserve a break. Cue that ad. After the split up, Jared had more and more time on his hands and started going on more business trips to keep himself busy with his foundation. During him touring elementary schools, he meets this guy at a bar named Russell Taylor. They got in they got to know each other and they became good friends. Russell was married and had two kids and was already working on a child's nonprofit. Um he helped him write a speech. 
he had to make the next day and it went great, Jared asked him for more help and said he would make it worth his while. After that, both of them went to dozens of events, went to the Patriots playoff game and spent a $3,000 a night suite at the Hilton. Went to strip clubs and Jared asked Taylor if he could get one of the strippers to come to his room and if he could do that, he would pay him. Uh, Russell then did what he said and Jared and him had sex with her. And uh, the one thing about Russell Taylor is uh, you'll, you'll find out like later on as I you know kind of talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it now. Him and his wife were swingers. They would have sex with everybody. They would hold orgy parties. And they would do some very weird and heinous sex acts, like, that were legal at the time, as far as I know, between him and his wife. But they would have sex with their neighbors, their friends, all of that. That was all fair game. And, um, it doesn't surprise me that Russell and Jared decided to have, like, tag-team this prostitute, so... It doesn't surprise me because of Russell Taylor's, like, sex life at the time. But it, I don't like it. It's disgusting. But that's how it was between him and Jared. And his girlfriend. Like, not his girlfriend, but Russell Taylor's wife had their own separate sex life. Um, but yeah. Um, that kicked off their 12-year run and made Russell the executive head of the foundation. They became inseparable, and they toured all over the world. And during the night, they would party endlessly, getting drunk and sleeping with prostitutes. And they started asking if they had any underage escorts once they found out that the prostitutes were not undercover cops. During this time, Russell had started getting paranoid about things getting stolen from the foundation and placed multiple hidden cameras around the office. What Russell found was unsettling. An underage intern and her boyfriend was having sex in the office. Um, Russell goes and tells Jared, and Jared wants to see the tape instead of actually reprimanding the intern. The one thing that kind of stands out to me is that this intern was underage. Why are you having an underage intern in your office? That should have been a red flag, definitely. Because usually interns are at least in college. I know that there are interns, um, like high school programs, that allow underage kids to be interns, and maybe that was it. But we don't really know much about this underage intern except for the fact that she was having sex in the office with her boyfriend. But... It's just it's something that stands out to me, and I, I had to make it known. Um, after the video was seen, Jared pushed Russell, Russell into planting more and more surveillance cameras and hidden cameras all over around the office. Now, these hidden cameras were disguised as alarm clocks, um, and so there were even some planted in children's bath bleh, bathrooms. Um, Russell brushed it off thinking it was a stupid joke because before they did this, before Russell decided to plant it in children's bathrooms, Jared asked him, like, hey, like, can you plant them in children's bathrooms? Like, bro. And Russell kind of laughed it off, like, okay, that's a, that's a joke, right? But a couple of months ago, like, after, um, 
he um, asked this, Jared started buying Russell many, many, many expensive things. And um, this is a term called golden handcuffs, meaning like, I'll spoil you as long as you do this for me. Like, I'll take care of you as long as you do favors for me. That's called golden handcuffs. It's a manipulation term. It's basically, it's just a form of manipulation. It's a form of um, getting what you want or getting what he wants um, in order for like him not to be in trouble because basically um, Russell was the fall guy. He became the, the guy to take all the blame because uh, he was doing all of Jared's dirty work. Uh, during this point in time. And so, um, as a recovery coach, I have to know certain terms such as, like, gaslighting, manipulation, all forms of manipulation kind of come down. Like, all terms of, like, gaslighting, golden handcuffs, um, scapegoat, they're all forms of manipulation. It's all it kind of comes down to and um golden handcuffs is basically like you won't have to want for anything you are free to you know get whatever you want i will buy it for you but you are a prisoner to me basically that's that's basically what that is you this person russell 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 taylor was basically a prisoner to jared now I want to say that at some point, Russell Taylor did get involved with child pornography um, sexually because of like other things. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm really sorry. But um, Jared was buying Russell um, a house. His family didn't want for anything. His family was taken care of. Uh, his wife and his kids were able to be fed and they didn't have any problems they were able to afford everything because Jared was paying for everything they lived in that house for free they he drove a Mercedes-Benz for free all of the payments and everything was paid off because of Jared taking care of Russell but in return Russell had to collect all of this child pornography for Jared to gratify himself to. So, uh, and once again, Jared asked to place the cameras in children's bathrooms and every other part of his office and across the city, in homes across the city, reminding him, and I quote, Daddy is paying for your things, end quote. Jared likes to refer himself as Daddy for some reason. That's nasty. Um... An another thing that isn't really kind of touched upon is how in the world Russell Taylor even was able to plant all of these hidden camera alarm clocks in these children's homes. Now, the only thing that I could think of um, that makes complete sense to me is that they, um, him and his wife were swingers. They, they were, um, they conducted orgies. They had sex with their neighbors, their friends, their... Everybody. They had sex with everybody. They did. They just had sex with everybody they met. And, um... 
those friends and those neighbors most likely had children as well. And so during them hanging out, or I hope that, you know, when they had orgy parties that the children were not in the house, but then again, this is a kind of disgusting family, so he probably would go to the bathroom and then plant a hidden camera there, or also plant hidden cameras in their own children's rooms. So that way, um, whenever he visited, he would just kind of like plug it up and put it, you know, in a certain angle where he could see the children on, like, changing. And, uh, that's the only way that I could think of that Russell Taylor actually was able to gain access to all these children. So, from that point on, Russell was the man who did all of the dirty work for Jared, and Russell then started planting hidden cameras, which were hidden in alarm clocks, that would he would plant in children's bedrooms across the city, um, capturing videos of children from six years old to twelve changing their clothes. So apparently, in the court case, Jared against Jared Vogel, they uh, weren't filming any acts of children, like performing any sexual content. It was just the children changing their clothes and being naked. But it's still a bad thing. You are. Um, victimizing a child. You're invading their private home and their private um, area. Like, their room is supposed to be a sacred place where they feel safe. Um, I know when I was a kid, I loved going into my room because I just, I didn't, I couldn't deal with certain things. And sometimes I, I would just want to go into my room. Like, I love my room. And can you imagine that there was a hidden camera in your child's room filming them doing whatever, changing, all of that stuff. It, it scars a child for life, and I believe that pedophiles, whether they know that or not, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about your children, they care about how much your children can give them sexually. That's all they care about. That's why they manipulate children. That's why um, I remember seeing a video of Ashton Kutcher, and I, I really want to make a story about this as well, because Ashton Kutcher was um, somebody that actually... Um, how do you say it? He blew open this case and exposed this whole uh, child sex trafficking ring. And I remember him saying something in the court, saying that um, this child that he saw on this tape was made to think that this sexual act was an act of play. Can you imagine a child being manipulated to the point where they think that they're just playing with an adult. Not actually doing something sexual. That is all what pedophiles care about. They care about manipulating your children to the point where 
they can do whatever they want with your children and your children will be okay with it because they don't know any better. That is why I talk about this. That is why I talk about this. That's why I have a pedophile's um, segment on my podcast because I care about your children. I care about your children. There are... Uh, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to. I don't care. Um, there are children out there specifically bred for sexual acts. I said it. There are children that are actually bred. Basically, there's mothers out there that have children just for those children. After they come out of the womb, they are traded for sex acts. Jared's story is just scratching the surface of what these children go through every day. And I say this stuff because I care about your children. I don't want your children to be victimized. I don't want your children to be stolen. And this is why I do this. And the news, they won't cover this. They will never cover this. They have not covered a pedophile uh, case in so long, they have not covered anything. All of the news that I get is from TikTok. Can you imagine that? TikTok being the main news source for real experiences that people have gone through. And real things, like real videos. You'll never see Ashton Kutcher's um, video on YouTube or on the television anymore of what he did. Actually, I love Ashton Kutcher. I, I'm so happy that he did that. I'm, it's amazing that he did that. It's amazing that he actually was able to do something like that. And God bless you, bro. You are, you are a renegade for life. But you don't see that on television anymore. You want to know why? Because they're trying to legalize pedophilia. And I know I'm getting off topic. Just. Bear with me, be patient with me, I will round back. I will come back to the story. But this is what they want. There are so many people in Hollywood that are pedophiles. There are so many people that want to victimize children. And they use children to manipulate in order for them to be sexually gratified. And even further than that. And maybe one day I will have the stomach to talk about adrenochrome, but today I don't. But they victimize your children, they manipulate them, and they also torture them to the point of their highest peak of fear and use it for their own benefit. Rounding back... Russell Taylor did not show the videos or photos to anybody but Jared, and Russell Taylor would go around collecting all the photos and videos to review them for the best ones and put them onto a laptop, then giving it to Jared only for him to bring it back weekly. So this man, every week, Jared Fogel needed new content of child pornography every week. Every week. Can you imagine... How much content was collected during the 12 years they were friends, and even further than that, 
for and also getting more and more content weekly within those 12 years they were friends as evil <sighs> saying I quote daddy needs some pictures there you go him referring to himself as daddy somehow you're nasty Jared it goes farther than this and I'm sorry, it, it's taken a few takes for me to even get to this point, but um, Jared started going a little bit further, buying professional spy equipment and Russell Taylor placing them on in children's bedrooms across the city. Um, 20, in 2010, Jared marries another woman, and of course, you'd think that, hey, this would ground him, this would make him, you know, not want to have you know, child pornography in his possession. But no, of course not. He wanted more. He wanted more. Rochelle was still around. Uh, one of his um, ladies that he would cheat on his second wife with as well. Um, she was still around and he still was having an affair with her while he was married to his new wife. Um, she became suspicious of Jared one day. I'm not sure why um, it wasn't really explained on how she became suspicious, but he told her uh, that he thought that middle school girls were so hot and she ended up baiting him and she started recording him whenever they met to see what he would say. And this is one of the quotes that he said on the recording. Now, I'm sure you can find the whole recording on YouTube. I'm not doing... Um, the recording. I'm not showing the recording. I'm not letting you guys listen to the recording because of copyright claims. Um, because at some point this will be on YouTube and I want to be able to, um, give you guys the most content, um, in order to stay informed. So I, I, I can't do that if my video is taken down. So, um, he says, and I quote, I like all ages. That's the thing. I mean, it depends who is ready for what, you know, who's going to give you the glance, end quote. Then at some point, Jared mentioned her children and said this, quote, what if, or hang on, quote, what if we, what if we put a camera in your kid's room and they be, would they be okay with that? I'm so sorry, I can't read. <laughs> what if we put a camera in your kid's room, would they be okay with that? Would you rather have it in your son or daughter's room? Which one do you think would be better?" End quote. She was sleeping with Jared this whole time and knew about this, but when he mentioned her kids, this was her boiling point. He mentioned thousands of different other kids that he was victimizing and doing this to, but for some reason she decided to get upset when he mentioned her children. The one thing that I just hate like I said, I do this so because I care about your children. I care about um, the people's children who are listening. I care about everybody's children. Children should stay innocent. They should stay innocent. I don't believe in victimizing children sexually or abusing them in any other in any way and in, in anything mentally, um, emotionally, spiritually or even sexually or physically, any type of abuse, any type of abuse is wrong towards a child. I don't like that. I, I, I hate 
when I see children who are abused or yelled at, it I have a heart for children and I I love children and I want to be able to protect them and help you guys understand that there are people out there that want your children and they want them for bad things and um but when it comes to someone talking about your child but you still know the fact that he was victimizing other children why did you not make a step towards um exposing him the minute he said something about a child about a child because it could have been your children it could have been your children that he was talking about but the minute he started actually talking about your children you decided to squeal on the police if I get a whiff of pedophilia from anywhere I'm going to talk about it and expose it that's just me I hate that. It just sounds like she just wanted to get some money out of him in order to... I don't know. It just sounds pretty selfish to me. I, I don't know why. It just does. But... It was her boiling point. Alright. She filed a serious complaint in 2011. Apparently, that wasn't enough evidence. It was just an audio recording. There was no uh, photo evidence or video evidence in order to get him caught. So, she did report it to the police, um, but apparently the audio recording was not enough to incriminate Jared Vogel. So, um, she started claiming that she was the woman that brought down Jared Vogel and that she was hired by the FBI to record conversations with her um, with her and him but that does not make any sense since none of the recordings were ever used in the court case and also um, that none of those recordings were really ever confirmed as real evidence Russell Taylor and his wife were swingers like I said uh, they would have sex with their friends partners also having orgies with people, and yeah, that's pretty nasty. Um, they would have open relationships with their neighbors and their friends, all of that. And Russell was particularly keen on one of the orgy partners that they used to have sex with and stepped over the line and offered to send her some child pornography. Now, before I talk about this, um... This is where I start reading the uh, People Magazine um, article about Russell Taylor. And um, if you guys are triggered by any of this, trust me, I know being triggered is a thing. And I do fail um, not uh, advising anybody. <laughs> like, I don't advise anybody like, hey, if you're triggered by this, turn it off. I don't want you to be triggered. I don't want you guys to be... I fail at doing that and I'm very sorry. Um... But if you guys are triggered by pedophilia, if you guys are triggered by uh, child abuse or pornography or anything like that, please turn off my podcast. Please turn off pedophiles. Um, I'll just say it right here. Pedophiles is probably very triggering to some people. And it's not for a lot of people to listen to. And I understand that. So when it comes to the pedophiles and any other... Um, 
kind of crucial topic that I talk about, um, please understand that I am only doing this in order to con to inform you because I care about your children. I care about um, the people who are listening. I care about your children. I care about um, people in general. That's just who I am. So when it comes to this, if any of this I say is triggering, which it probably will later on, because I will get into some very disturbing things, and um, I don't want to trigger anybody, but right now, I'm giving you the chance to turn off pedophiles. Uh, I won't be upset, trust me. I just want your mental health to be okay. So, anybody who's triggered by this, anything that I just said, please turn off pedophiles. As I said, People Magazine, I started reading that because um, I wanted to know in, in depth like what Russell Taylor had in his possession. And boy, do I regret it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this was disturbing to her, and she made a call to the police, and a report from there was passed to the Cyber Crime Unit detectives. Investigation was launched in 2014, and with all the texts that were shared between him and this woman, they had enough evidence to raid his home. What they found was completely and utterly disturbing. There were terabytes, and there were, um, there was equipment. So this whole child pornography thing, this whole child pornography thing that Russell was doing, it was in depth. He had his own equipment, and he had terabytes, which I believe is like almost like gigabytes, or he just had um, a lot of equipment in order to um, do all of this. And, um, yeah, and, and there's a whole lot more, but there was a video evidence of four young minors who were recorded unknowingly. Russell was making homemade pornography, basically. Um, the raid early last month, or that month, um, in, um, Zionsville, Indiana, home during which authorities removed electronics, um, and obtained 16-page, um, in charge and document, uh, the details disturbing accusations against Taylor, including, uh, bestiality and child abuse. The woman that accused Russell told investigators she be she became friends with Taylor through her husband, and that friendship continued after her husband's death in 2013. During the course of the friendship, text messages concerning sexual matters were exchanged, and those texts um, took a turn. Um, according to the documents, Taylor asked if he and another adult female um, could come to her home and engage in sexual activity with an animal. I'm gonna be sick. Mm -hmm. You could tell that he was serious, she said. 
um, she received or she revealed she was she then received one image via text message um, to show bestiality as well as an offer to see images of young girls and asked if Taylor had expressed interest to her and engaging in sexual activity with minors and told investigators um, not that I can remember but he's the type of person that seems to be very sexually involved in whatever goes. So basically she was asked like hey was he expressing that he had sexual intentions with minors? I to be honest, I would say so because he said, like, hey, do you want to see some child porn or do you want to see this happen? But she said, not that she knows of, but he is the type of person to be sexually involved in whatever goes. Or he's the type of person that's like, oh, anything goes in sex sort of thing. And that is, that's sickening. The raid revealed over 400 videos, the most showing nude or partially uh, nude children. Um, they were being filmed in bedrooms and bathrooms and, and Taylor's homes between 2012 and 2013. Okay, so he planted the cameras in his home too? Because I know he planted them in homes across the city, and that was probably because he had orgy parties that gave him access to other children um, to plant them into in their homes. Three of the children depicted two girls and a boy have a known relationship to Taylor and was and had sleepovers at various times, uh, the document states a fourth child, a girl not related to Russell, also slept in the home on occasion. One thing I didn't mention, those 400 videos were being filmed um, in Taylor's homes, like the homes that they he uh, planted the cameras in between 2012 and 2013. And um, based on the timestamps, police Estimated the ages of the children were between 9 and 16 years old. And a forensic review showed the multiple video clips matched the bedrooms and bathrooms of Taylor's um, current and prior homes in the video. Taylor's face had been looking at the camera as he adjusts its aim. So during the uh, people investigating these um, videos, because there are people that actually have to watch um, these acts being done, especially if they are videos, in order to kind of figure out the intent and the actions taken by um, those people that want uh, children to be victimized. So, um, the, I forgot the, the job title. I know I talked about it in Josh Duggar's case, but um, this is a job. This is a job for um, police investigators. Um, they actually have to sit down and watch this in order to investigate whether or not um, this pedophile was doing even more. So, um, 
he was watching and one of the reasons why they knew that Russell was watching is because the camera adjusted aim in one of the cameras that was planted. So he was able to operate the camera aim from his home. When they arrested Russell Taylor, he squealed on Jared saying that this was all for him. Once this happened, the police started finding breadcrumbs that led to straight to Jared Vogel. By this time, news outlets were already making articles about the situation, saying that the foundation was just a way to traffic child porn, which was true. Um, in response to all of the media outlets accusing him of all of this, he said, I was shocked to learn of the disturbing allegations against Mr. Taylor effective immediately. The Jared Foundation is severing ties with Mr. Taylor. So that's exactly what he said. Um, I do know that Jared was charged for um, having sex with two minors, as far as I know. Um, I didn't write it down for some reason. I think I was just trying to um, figure out what was going on in Russell's collection. But um, that's something that I did that did catch my eye. He did get arrested and he was charged of like two counts with sexual activity with a minor so um and jared kept up his uh twitter and all of the social media accounts giving diet tips and everything living as if nothing had ever happened and as if he had not been accused russell taylor was always meant to be the fall guy and the one who had or he who would take the fall for jared's actions um in 2015, or, I cannot talk today. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Bear with me. Um, my mind is going just a thousand miles a minute and my mouth can't keep up. That's usually how it works. Um, July 2015, at 6 a.m., Jared's home was finally raided with one of the top mobile cyber... Uh, forensics teams in the country and they had dogs that were trained to sniff out hidden thumb drives in the wall and SD cards and they found two of the thumb drives that were filled with Eastern European child pornography. Um, Subway immediately dropped him at Sharknado who was going to cast him in the movie immediately dropped him and his wife divorced him now there were people pointing fingers at subway for hiring the man in the first place subway senior vice president of marketing complained about jared talking to an underage girl at a las vegas promo event in 2008 a subway franchisee in florida warned the subway executive about Jared Fogle uh, making disturbing comments about kids. Jeff Moody, the CEO of Subway, um, says or denies this, saying that there was nothing that implied any sexual behavior about Jared Fogle. The franchise, or the franchisee, her name is Cindy Mills, and she also had a sexual relationship with Jared Fogle. He, she was part of the affair. Um, and when they were intimate, 
he would talk about being intimate with a 16-year-old. He was talking about her underage cousin at the time wanting to meet up with her. And Jared, um, Jared's second wife does claim that Subway was aware of his misdeeds. Despite getting tips that Jared Fogel was being a pedophile, they still sent him to elementary schools across the country. Um, Subway Subway had these allegations from her saying that the marriage would keep Vogel grounded, but that didn't actually happen, that never worked. Jared was arrested and charged after the raid and pleaded guilty to uh, the allegations that he had paid for sexual acts with children and receiving child porn. Russell Taylor played or plead guilt pled guilty um, in a plea agreement and testimonies and helping Jared. The sentence was originally 35 years, but it came down to 27 years for producing and distributing child pornography. Jared's bank account would be wiped out for $1.4 million of restitution for the 14 victims in the case, and his second wife would take $7 million in the divorce, and in November 2015, um, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but um, served 13 years in prison before parole, and will be um, out as soon as 2028. But for some reason, during his imprisonment, it did not stop him from um, talking and writing to his pen pals in prison. For one, how in the world did Jared Fogel get freaking pen pals? You know what? That's not actually uh, strange because there are women out there that do fall in love with murderers of all people. There have been women that sent um, letters to Ted Bundy of all people saying, I love you, and blah, 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 blah. Women, y'all need to up your uh, standards in men. You don't need to stoop that low. You really don't. That's nasty. That's terrible. You need help. But, um, yeah, so even when he was in prison, he would write to his pen pals and uh, say some very, very terrible things. In one of his letters, he did say, So when do you think you will have sex next? If you did, would you be okay in telling me about it? That would be a huge turn-on for me. No! Apparently, he has been beat up a couple times in prison, which, honestly, bro, you deserve it. Um, so, what will happen to the victim's Oh yeah, so what will happen to the victims, and why did it take the FBI so long to convince or to convict Russell Taylor? March 2020, um, Russell Taylor had three of his child porn convictions, convictions overturned by a judge. Originally, uh, the hidden camera footage uh, was about young children changing their clothes and being naked while changing their clothes. But three of those convictions were hidden cameras placed in his young relatives' homes 
and did not have enough evidence to convict him of those counts of footage from his relatives' homes, um, like there would be in the homes of the children changing. So basically, the content kind of differed between from uh, his relatives' homes where he planted cameras in, which I find still disturbing. Why would you want to do that? And because I guess there wasn't enough evidence for his relatives' footage um, compared to the footage of children changing. So all of those three counts of those three relatives. Um, those footage, that footage of his relatives, those three videos and those three kids, um, there wasn't enough evidence to convict him. So, apparently the three counts of exploitation that was overturned did not, uh, not have enough sexual exploitation evidence necessary to convict him, and he admitted to having cameras in those three young relatives' homes. Because of that, it ruined his guilty plea, the proceedings necessary, and the sentencing um, for Russell Taylor and could um, also change the case for Jared Fogel. So because of all of that, there will be another trial set for Russell Taylor on remaining on the remaining 10 felony charges, and both of them are still in prison at this time. I do apologize for being tongue-tied. I don't know what it is uh, with me today. But um, if you've gotten this far, thank you for listening. Um, I know I talk about some very uh, tough topics, and it's only because I care. It's only because I care about your children. Like I said, I care about children. I, I want to be able to protect children. I just, I, I have that in my heart, and I've always had that in my heart. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like that whole court case was a bit messy just because of the three counts of him filming his relatives which I can understand why they need a, a separate investigation in that because if there wasn't enough evidence, like technically and lawfully, uh, if there isn't enough evidence to convict him, then he they were overturned. So there wasn't enough evidence, so that could kind of shave years off of his sentence. But um, because of that, um, that could also shave years off of Jared's um sentence because it wasn't sexually exploitative which I feel is wrong because we all know even the courts know like hey they were trafficking child porn they were doing this they were producing it they were making it and they were watching children change this was a thing Jared also had sex with two minors mind you and <sighs> and Russell Taylor over here is just a disgusting sexual pig saying that, oh hey, I have some bestiality stuff that I want to try. <sighs> People like this should be locked up for the rest of their lives. That's just me. I, I, I have always believed it. I'm pretty sure I've said it before in many other of pedophile... Um, 
stories that I've done. But um, parents, please be watchful of your children. Watch them closely. Understand their behavior and try to make sure that you have a close enough relationship with your child so that your child will be able to express themselves to you. They will be able to talk to you about anything. Um, I was always told that a parent should never be friends with their child, but I don't think that's true. I don't think it should be true. I don't think that's a rule. I don't think it should be a rule. Because if your child is always thinking of you as an authoritative figure, which of course they should, but if they can't tell you everything about what's going on in their life, what's going to happen? And to the children, understand that your parents love you. They want the best for you. I know every home differs, but if you're going through this, please let somebody know that you trust. I will see you guys in the trenches next time. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.